This is Cowrie 97.5 FM, Abbey Okata, and I'm Jackie Wilson-Batley. Confirmed COVID-19 cases in Nigeria now 2,950, with 148 new cases recorded as at last night. A total of 481 have been discharged and 98 dead. Corruption remains a key issue in the current campaign to contain COVID-19 in Nigeria. The biggest group threatening the campaign has now been identified as unscrupulous officials of the police force and army deployed to man checkpoints across the country. Interstate travel ban is meaningless as states, especially those in the south, are overwhelmed by trucks conveying foodstuff and human cargo. Online news dispatch Salient Times reports that mounted checkpoints deployed by the Nigeria Police Force as a primary measure to ensure Nigerians in Lagos, Ogun and Abuja, as well as other parts of the country, adhere to the COVID-19 checkpoints have been converted to extortion centers. Many food trucks coming from the north only get intercepted when they arrive at borders in southern states. According to the Salient Times, reports from across the country suggest that police officers and army personnel are undermining the efforts to prevent movement of people across state borders by demanding bribes to determine who gets to move around and who doesn't. And in a slight departure from our usual content delivery, we turn the spotlight on Ayinla Omowura, whose music genre is Akbala. Forty years today, Ayinla was killed by his band manager. The iconic Akbala musician and social critic predicted his death when six months earlier, he told his band, pointing to the manager, You are the Judas and I am the Jesus. It came to happen May 6, 1980, exactly 40 years ago. Welcome to the Reset Botting on Kauri 97.5 FM, Abelkuta. I am Willie Thomas and the Reset Botting is our daily focus on COVID-19, its consequences and collateral benefits for social behavior, advocacy, conservation and good governance. your responsibility. Stop the spread of coronavirus. Keep a distance of at least two meters between you and others. Hi there, I'm Lucy Van Olden-Barnevelt from the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation. If you're tuned to Cowrie 97.5 FM, then it's time to get serious. COVID-19 or coronavirus is real. So stay away from crowded areas, keep to hygiene rules, and more importantly, listen to and abide by what government tells you to do. If you go to the market, Keep two meters away from everyone and wash your hands once they make contact. Any contact at all, you need to wash your hands. Remember, coronavirus is defiant. It attacks all, big or small. Thanks. I'm glad you've heard my message. I'm Lucy, and I work and live in Canada. Calories, 97.5 97.5 FM. FM.
setting the tone for today's edition of the Reset Button. Legendary film producer Tunde Kelani has packaged a full-length video documentary detailing the life and times of the Akpala music icon. Snippets are already on YouTube. Aila Mawura was a dominant music voice among the grassroots and rural people across southwest Nigeria, in particular artisans, transporters, traders, who are otherwise known as Alaja Paz, and many more at the grassroots demographics. Aila got his stage name when he moved with his mother to his mother's side of Itoko. Aila is said to be somebody who likes to get into fights and quarrels easily. Then the whole area will be things like that. That was where he got his stage name. But his real name is Waidi Aila Yusuf, the son of Gubolo, a native blacksmith in the Toko area of Abekuta. There's no place you will get to then in, in Abekuta, not just Abekuta, in probably some other areas within the state and even beyond. You go to Idioro in Lagos, it's in Omaura. No party will be complete without having the music of Omaura those days. Ideally, Oyeki Oba National Award. Can you Excerpts from Tunde Kilani's film documentary on the late Aila Omowura. And still ahead in this edition of the Reset Botin, Abia El Gunemi in the second part of our Ramadan series titled The Power and Process of Personal Transformation. 
and Bola Makinde with a wrap-up of events around the world. Let's take you now to the checkpoints, and here's a clear indicator that the police and army must simply come to terms with their men, the men they have deployed to man the hundreds, if not thousands, of checkpoints across the country. Very sadly, again, uh, on Saturday night, we had to accompany a bus, I turned the bus back uh, to uh, Katsina State. Uh, today, again, at, on Sunday, this is where we do our pin down, during the regular pin down here of the uh, FCT tax team under the uh, police commissioner under which we operate here. We discovered that a lorry was coming, and thanks to the men who we are here, they stopped the lorry, and the driver said he's only carrying beans and potato uh, into Abuja from Zamfara. And when we checked, uh, opened the van, we discovered that persons we are hidden inside the beans, in between the beans, persons we are hidden there in very large numbers. So far here now we have about, I think about 20, am I right? 22 persons inside this truck are going. The driver admitted that very few of them, very, very few of them are indeed uh, are traders who are trading on these goods, while many of them are commercial are passengers whom we took for one time. The question we'll be asking, before the men of the FCT enforcement tax team got them at this point, what happened to all the checkpoints from Zamfara? They had passed areas like Karanamoda, they had passed Guso, they had passed Kaswandaji, they had gone through some other states like uh, parts of uh, Katsina State, parts of Kaduna State through Zaria, to a point where they got to this location almost uh, at the heart of Abuja here. What happened to all the checkpoints? Why did they beat all the checkpoints with passengers in the car to this uh, point here? Many questions, many questions are begging for answers that must be answered. The FCT administration, I told the FCT minister and the police commissioner will not be relenting here, but all those manning checkpoints must wake up and do their job so that we can actually keep the directive of the president and commander-in-chief by ensuring that interstate movements are prohibited. Persons are coming here, crossing three, four states, even states under lockdown like Kaduna, and yet they got here with this number of persons here. Many questions are insist, many questions are waiting and are begging for answers. Well, this was a clip recorded in Abuja and asks a lot of questions. Well, I guess all of us know where the answers come from or should come from. Next, a report on where viruses come from. This will probably give you a clear understanding of the new coronavirus. Stated Clearly presents... Where do new viruses come from? If you've been watching the news, you've probably heard of the novel or new coronavirus, which, starting in late 2019, began making people ill in China. International air travel has since allowed it to spread person-to-person to, person to new countries as governments began to issue travel restrictions and even quarantines. Speculations about the origin of the virus began to spread online. 
Some claim that the virus might be a genetically modified weapon, but extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence. This claim currently seems highly unlikely. Others suggest that the virus may be an escaped lab specimen. Now, this actually is possible. Viruses have escaped from research labs in the past, but as of the time that I'm recording this voiceover, investigations into this idea have not yet reached any solid conclusions. Could there be another, more natural explanation for the origin of this virus? The answer is yes. COVID-19, the new human-infecting coronavirus, may have simply evolved from an older animal-infecting coronavirus. To understand how this may have happened, let's first take a look at viruses in general. What are viruses? Of the many things that can make you sick by infecting and reproducing inside you, viruses are among the smallest. If we resize this drawing to a more realistic scale, you see that hundreds of viruses can fit inside a single bacterial cell. That's how tiny they are. Thousands of different viral species have been studied and described by scientists so far. Millions more likely exist. They come in many forms, but all species consist of a small collection of genes, stretches of either DNA or RNA that carry information for making more copies of the virus, and those genes are enclosed in a protective coating of protein and sometimes a lipid membrane. All known viruses are parasitic, but most are not parasitic to humans. Instead, some only target plant cells, others only infect bacteria, and so on. A virus reproduces by getting its genes into a living cell. Different viruses do this in different ways, but once inside, the cell acts as if the viral genes are its own genes. It begins reading them and building copies of the virus instead of performing its normal tasks. Coronaviruses are a huge family of virus species that infect animal cells. Some infect chickens, others infect pigs, some infect humans, but most of them are extremely mild. They simply give you the common cold. Corona means crown and refers to the unusually large crown-like spikes sticking out of their membranes. These protein spikes are selectively sticky, sort of like Velcro. They don't attach to most objects, but are extremely sticky when they bump into specific molecules found on the outsides of animal cells. Once held firmly in place, the coronavirus waits until swallowed by the cell. It then begins to reproduce at the cell's expense. Different animal species have different types of molecules on the outsides of their cells. Because of this, bird-infecting coronaviruses usually can't infect humans. Their Velcro doesn't hold strong enough to our cells. Unfortunately, the natural process of evolution can sometimes help a virus overcome this problem. When virus genes are being copied during reproduction, mutations can occur. These are either due to simple copying errors or processes called reassortment and recombination. These happen when two or more viruses infect a single cell. In most cases, mutations that change the shape of viral spikes render the virus useless. Their Velcro no longer sticks to any host cells. On rare occasions, however, a chance mutation will just happen to allow a virus to attach to a new host species. If the modified virus is then lucky enough to encounter that new host species, infection can occur. We call this a spillover infection. The virus has spilled over into a new type of host. Early on, during a spillover event, the virus usually isn't very good at infecting its new host. Its Velcro is not a perfect match, and 
Many other challenges might slow the virus down. Oftentimes, the mutations that let it infect the new host also make it worse at infecting its original host. Because of this, many spillover viruses go extinct after infecting just one or two people. They're usually dead ends. That said, if the virus can survive and reproduce just long enough, natural selection will promote any new mutations that help it better spread and reproduce in the new host population. Positive mutations accumulate over multiple generations. Negative mutations are discarded until, bam, a new epidemic is being screamed about on the news. Though it may seem to us that these new viruses just sort of pop into existence overnight, scientists now know there is a long, slow burn before each explosion. Genetic evidence tells us that slowly evolving spillovers have been the cause of almost every major outbreak known in history. In the early 2000s, a coronavirus that used to only infect bats appears to have spilled over into civets. There, it mutated even further and spilled over into humans. We called it the SARS virus because it causes severe acute respiratory syndrome. It spread internationally from person to person, and several scientists were infected in the lab. By the time the virus was contained, over 8,000 people had been infected. Over 700 died. A coronavirus from camels also recently spilled over to humans, causing even more deaths. Coronaviruses are not the only types of animal viruses that can adapt to new hosts. HIV spilled over from chimps, most likely when someone cut themselves while preparing chimp meat for dinner. The swine flu came partly from pigs, but we think it actually evolved through a recombination with a pig virus and a bird virus. The 1918 Spanish flu, the big one that. Devastated populations all around the world may have spilled over from chickens. While the evidence is not yet conclusive, the new coronavirus might just be one more example of normal evolution. A very similar virus has been found in bats, and another was recently discovered in pangolins. These animals are endangered; they're protected, but they're often used illegally for food, rituals, and alternative medicine. In the region where COVID-19 first broke out, now there are serious people checking to make sure that the virus did not come from a lab, either by accident or on purpose. After all, the technology to genetically modify viruses really does exist. But it's important to understand that the normal process of descent with modification, acted upon by natural selection, really does produce new viruses. It happens naturally. The chance of a virus evolving to successfully infect a new species is extremely low, but there are over seven and a half billion people on this planet. Most of us interact with animals on a daily basis. We keep them as pets. We eat them as food. This means that, as unlikely as spillover infections might be, there are billions of opportunities for one to take hold every single day. Add this to the fact that the entire world is now connected through international flights. And you realize that what happens in Vegas doesn't actually stay in Vegas, at least not the way that it used to. Luckily, we have international groups like the World Health Organization and various centers for disease control to help contain outbreaks when they happen. With international cooperation, we have prevented many catastrophes in the past, and we will prevent many more in the future, so long as our species continues to work together. So, in summary, where do new viruses come from? In most cases, new viruses evolve from old viruses. Stopping the spread of new viruses requires international cooperation. 
For up-to-date, accurate information on the risks, visit the World Health Organization website at who.int. I am John Perry, and that is the novel coronavirus stated clearly. This is Cowrie 97.5 FM, Abby Okadam, and I'm Jackie Wilson-Battery. You are listening to the Reset Botting, and next, Abia El Wunemi with the second part of our Ramadan talk series titled The Power and Process of Personal Transformation. We open with an Islamic recital by legendary Islamic Quran reciter Sheikh El Tablawi, who passed on yesterday at the age of 86. stage we must take sole responsibility for our discomfort or unease. That means that we must fully acknowledge that the source of our problem or problems is internal and not external. At this stage we consciously recognize that it is our thought patterns, emotional inconsistencies, lifestyle habits, perception, limiting belief or our faulty reasoning that needs to be amended. This essential step brings us to the realization that we alone are in control of how it is that we choose to respond or react to the circumstances, situations that we find ourselves in in life. Empowerment comes via taking responsibility and assuming full ownership of any given situation opens the doorway towards a whole new level of maturity, empowerment and personal growth. Stage 4. Exposure. This is the stage in the process of change where we expand our search to identify the habit or attitude that has stopped serving us. This can be challenging for many reasons. One reason being that logic is seldom a useful tool in the emotional arena. And secondly, we tend to assume that our beliefs are universal truth and therefore consistently look for ways to justify them. Rather than initiating a confrontation, it's often easier to reflect upon our patterns of behavior to identify how our different beliefs might be affecting our lives. Once we recognize that we've been held back or limited by a particular ID, we will then have both logic and emotion supporting our desire for change. Stage 5 is intention. This is the threshold of personal change. You have identified an old belief or behavior pattern and you are now motivated to replace it with something more useful. You're ready to move away from your previous stage and embrace the new. It's time to choose a direction. Upon reaching this stage in the process of change, it is relatively easy to identify what your desired state is, where you want to be. The same comparison process that exposed your source of initial discomfort will have now revealed your ideal future and goal. All that remains left for you to do is to embrace a proactive mindset and formulate your plan 
of action. Abir El Gonemi with the second part of the Ramadan talk series titled The Power and Process of Personal Transformation. Next, Bola Wola Makinde with a wrap-up of events around the world. Wednesday, 6th May 2020. And from our London, United Kingdom studios, this is Kauri 97.5 FM Newsbeat. I am Bolawola Makinde. Sudanese Prime Minister Abdallah Hamdok and his Ethiopian counterpart Abdi Ahmed have agreed to form a technical body to complete the demarcation of the border between the two countries. The leaders discussed the border tensions between the two countries during a telephone call on Tuesday. This came after one Sudanese soldier was killed and three others wounded after an attack by Ethiopian gunmen in the Al-Fashaga area on 24th April. In the quest for peace, Sudan also recently called on Ethiopia to withdraw its troops from Al-Fashaga, a large agricultural area on the Sudanese side of the border, which has been under the control of Ethiopian gunmen for several years. In Burundi, at least two people have been reportedly killed ahead of presidential and parliamentary elections due to be held in two weeks. Although other countries in the region impose restrictions on movement because of coronavirus, large political rallies are taking place across Burundi. A report from Human Rights Watch also says ahead of the election, there has been a systematic campaign of repression against Burundi's media and opposition. Following several clashes between governing party supporters and those back in the opposition, Burundi's Attorney General Silvestri Nyawadi has however warned politicians against inciting violence. Nyawadi called on both parties to focus more on the election other than causing unrest in the country. Ghana has said it has adopted pool testing of samples to maximize the use of coronavirus test kits which are in short supply globally. Germany and India also adopted similar methods in testing for the virus, allowing them to expand their screening capacity and improve detection in communities. The pool testing involves testing up to 10 samples in a single test. But if any of the samples test positive, then the entire batch is tested individually to identify the infected sample. Scientists, however, believe that the method is a valuable time saver in the fight against COVID-19 and has seen Ghana test over 100,000 samples so far. In the United Kingdom, Professor Neil Ferguson has quit as a government advisor on coronavirus after admitting an error of judgment. This followed a publicized story that a woman said to be his married lover visited his home in lockdown. It would be recalled that Ferguson's advice to the Prime Minister led to the UK lockdown. His modelling of the virus transmission suggested 250,000 people could die without drastic action. This led Prime Minister Boris Johnson to announce on 23rd March that he was imposing widespread curbs on daily life aimed at stopping the spread of the virus. In a statement, however, Ferguson said he accepts he made an error of judgment and took the wrong course of action, hence the need to step down from his involvement in the UK Scientific Advisory Group for Emergencies. And still in the United Kingdom, the country now has the highest number of coronavirus deaths in Europe, according to the latest government figures. There have been 29,427 deaths recorded across the UK, a figure Foreign Secretary Dominic Raab said was a massive tragedy. 
the UK death toll has now surpassed Italy's, which now stands at 29,315. But experts say it could be months before full global comparisons can be made. United States President Donald Trump has confirmed the White House Coronavirus Task Force will be winding down with Vice President Mike Pence suggesting it could be disbanded within weeks. Trump said this during a visit to a mask manufacturing factory in Arizona, even as new confirmed infections per day in the U.S. currently top 20,000 and daily deaths exceed 1,000. Meanwhile, critics have accused the president of sacrificing American public health in his eagerness to reopen the U.S. economy ahead of his re-election battle in November. U.S. health officials also warn the virus may spread as businesses begin to reopen. But acknowledging a human cost to the plans, Trump told reporters that he is not saying anything is perfect, but noted that there is another plan underway. Meanwhile, President Donald Trump has said the United States government had nothing to do with an alleged incursion into Venezuela that landed two U.S. citizens behind bars in the crisis-stricken South American country. Trump said he had just learned of the detention of the pair accused by Venezuela of being mercenaries. Venezuelan President Nicolas Maduro had alleged that they were part of an operation to kill him, which was backed by neighboring Colombia and the United States. While praising members of a fishing village for cornering one group and netting the professional American mercenaries, Maduro said authoritatively that the United States government is fully and completely involved in the raid. But United States Defense Secretary Mark Esper echoed Trump's comments later on Tuesday, saying the United States government had nothing to do with what happened in Venezuela. And that has been Kauri 97.5 FM Newsbeat, Wednesday, 6th May 2020. I am Bola Wola Makinde. And this is where we draw the curtain on the reset brought in today. Remember to stay safe, social distancing, hand washing, learn not to touch your face, wear a mask, and your COVID-19 safe. I am Wally Thomas, and it's been the Reset Button. Have a lovely day. Hi there. I'm Lucy Van Olden-Barneveld from the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation. If you're tuned to Cowrie 97.5 FM, then it's time to get serious. COVID-19, or coronavirus, is real. So stay away from crowded areas. Keep to hygiene rules, and more importantly, listen to and abide by what government tells you to do. If you go to the market, Keep two meters away from everyone and wash your hands once they make contact. Any contact at all, you need to wash your hands. Remember, coronavirus is defiant. It attacks all, big or small. Thanks. I'm glad you've heard my message. I'm Lucy, and I work and live in Canada. This is Cowrie 97.5 FM, Abby Okata, and I'm Jackie wilson Battle. Oh. Mm-hmm.